I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. So here we are again, my friends, at the end of the year, which is kind of terrifying. How is it 2024 almost? The Royal Rumble felt like yesterday, will somebody slow this roller coaster down? It does mean that it is time for essentially my end of year awards, kind of, but not really. But what we are going to do is take the finger of power and go through 2023 and give the good bits and up and the bad bits are down when it comes to WWE. And that rhymed. I am happy. So we shall start with something that only happened but a few weeks ago, or even a week ago, depending when you are watching this. And that was the return of one CM Punk at Survivor Series. So I know he is a controversial man and a contentious figure that gets everybody talking, but I watch wrestling for moments. And I watch wrestling to sit there and go, oh my God, I can't believe it. And as I've seen on that there old YouTube, lots of people did this. It was captivating. It also just gave me chaos, and as I've told you time and time again throughout these 12 months, I need chaos all of the time, because I am Dr. Robotnik. It doesn't just get an up, it gets a golden up, mostly because it has now cemented the whole catchphrase of never say never. There are a few things that I used to say never to, one of which was punk going back to WWE. So I slap myself, and we move on. From there too, I want to talk about B-shows. Well, that sounds weird, but we're doing it. One of the major negatives when the WWE Network launched all those years ago is that all of a sudden they didn't have to worry about pay-per-views anymore. So a lot of their so-called B-shows, they just became fodder. I mean, they were basically adverts to telling you, oh, you should watch Raw on SmackDown because that's where the money were coming in. And there was so damn many eventually wanted to punch ourselves in the face. For example, if I asked you what was the main event of Clash of Champions 2016, would you know? No, you wouldn't. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. None of this has been true over the past year, though, because, oh my gosh, WWE just came out firing with their premium live events, and I think it's been fabu. Whether it was the Elimination Chamber, Backlash, Night Champions, or Money in the Bank, we started to develop confidence that when we did sit our tushes down to watch this stuff, we were going to get some bangers. The Elimination Chamber especially was something special, because do not forget, even at a random show in February, there were fans who were like Sami Zayn is 100% going to win, and he is going to become the undisputed champion. Now, it sounds silly saying it here, but it was damn true in February. I'm also such a fan of spreading out all the locations, and in 2024, we're going to Paris, we're going to Germany, and we're going to Australia. So this has just been a work of art, as far as I'm concerned. 
getting it out. And as we have mentioned him in passing, we shall talk about him properly, as Roman Reigns is getting it up. Now it seems mad to me that people don't give him his due, because WWE is booming right now, and yes, our tribal chief is right in the middle of that. When you announce him for a house show and tickets increase, he sells a bunch of merchandise, and when he is on SmackDown, which admittedly isn't, isn't a lot, people do tune in. And yes, could he have had more matches in 2023? Absolutely. I'm not going to worry about his schedule. I'm going to worry about the fact that when he does turn up, I'm like, oh my gosh, what is the head of the table going to do? He is a bona fide Hall of Famer as far as I'm concerned, and a very good wrestler. Um, and just to prove it as well, he does always feel like a big deal, but also he had that great match with Kevin Owens, that great match with Sami Zayn, that great match of Man in the Bank against the Usos. And this just keeps going on and on. And even some of the lesser ones, such as what he took on LA Knight in Saudi Arabia, well, it was still fine. I had a good time. I also do think the Cody Rhodes WrestleMania 39 match was absolutely tremendous. I mean, we can debate the finish until the cows come home. But then you've got to milk the damn cow. You're going to forget about it anyway. We shall switch to the sad times now, though, because that's just how the system works. Yeah, those women's tag team titles still ain't really clicking. Now this part was nobody's fault because injuries do happen, but don't forget technically right now, the champions are Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. But then Sonya got hurt, so now we just moved Piper Niven into the picture. And the reason for that was basically, flub you just accepted. So nobody really cares, which is kind of my overall problem with this. I don't think the WWE actually does. I mean, let's go through the teams who have held the belt this year. Damage Control, which everybody forgot. Becky Lynch and Lita, which everybody forgot. Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan, and everybody forgot. Vacated, and they're always winning it. Ronda and Shayna, which just annoyed everyone. Raquel and Liv again, and then Chelsea and Sonya. Or Piper. And nobody here mentioned this to blame either. You have to be given the proper platform. And let's not forget that Kane and Carter and Katana Chance, they were going to go after the titles, and then they vanished. The same thing happened to Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. They cut a whole promo going, ha we cursed these championships. And they just walked away. So I guess they were lying. But I just think they need to be treated with a little bit more respect because the WWE has a terrific women's division. So just, you know, like, come up with some plans. It'll be great, but down. We will fly through the next one too because to actually get into it is a different video for a different day. But yeah, you say the words Vince McMahon, let's just give it a down. You know... I know, it's just not a good situation, we move. We shall get back to the happy days though, even though the person we are going to talk about is a sad panda, but Drew Flippin McIntyre. This sort of ties into another thing I wanted to talk about, and that's the fact that throughout this year, WWE has been so damn patient. That's why I didn't mind that promo that CM Punk cut on his first night back on Raw. I believe it is going to go somewhere, and when it comes to Drew and his heel turn... Well, we took about 97 years. I mean, you could say that we went too far in the other direction when it comes to Roman Reigns' title run, but I would much rather this, because when eventually McIntyre did explode, and it was like, it was you, Jay Uso, it was you, everyone was like, oh, I get it now. And then you can emotionally invest. McIntyre himself also needed a character overhaul, and it's gone so well, I expect him to win a big old championship in 2024. And it's not because he's become an asshole, it's because it's his time. Look at my fake watch, it's got a picture of Drew on it. He deserves a huge pat on the back as well, because every single thing he has said has been true. He's just been going about it in a little bit of a dick way. And we are only just beginning with this. There is so much fun to be had. Give it an up. And that's why LA Knight is getting it here too. Yeah. Now, of course, there was a big old discourse this year about whether LA Knight is just an attitude era wannabe who is part The Rock and part Stone Cold Steve Austin. As Mick Foley said the other day, if you're going to pick two people, 
picked The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, they were amazing. But just go look at his merch numbers or listen to his reaction. People love this guy, and it certainly doesn't seem to be dissipating. In fact, it seems to be increasing. So it's just another star we can take advantage of. And if you want to be a negative Nancy about that, Maybe you need to go look in the mirror. And I just hate this idea that everything has to be pigeon-told in wrestling. And let's also not forget that LA basically did this by himself, but also that it proved that WWE has now gone back to going, oh, wait, we can hear some noise. You weren't really in our plans, but now we shall change and see what happens. I mean, don't forget, I don't want to repeat myself. Without that, you wouldn't have got Steve Austin. He was the flubbing ringmaster. The way that he did cement himself as a star is so cool. And he got his big match at Crown Joy against Roman Reigns. And when we get into 2024, I think he's totally going to be the guy to beat Logan Paul for their US championship. And that'll be a big deal too. He is getting up. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Before we go any further though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Do you know what actually was a waste of life, though? The draft. What the flub was that? I suppose it was done just to get some ratings. That's okay. I understand it. But a week after we had said these are Raw guys and these are SmackDown guys, people were just jumping ship. We couldn't even get through one shot. At least we didn't get to Survivor Series. And all of a sudden it was Raw versus SmackDown because that would have sucked. And look, don't get me wrong. It's much better this way. If Cody wants to pop up on SmackDown, he should be allowed and vice versa. Like, why would there be an imaginary barrier... That doesn't make any sense. I mean, we wanted to pretend that this wall did exist, though, so it just makes it so complicated. Especially if you're a new fan, you're saying that we have exclusive brands, but also, don't worry about that, because it's not true. And I watched five hours of that, and I'm never going to be able to get it back. Also, where is Odyssey Jones? He'll turn up now in the period of me hitting record, and there being a wrestling show on television, but it's all getting it down. It meant nothing 
That makes me sad. I tell you what I really did dig in 2023 though, I suppose this does tie in, heel and face turns. Although it was mostly heels. So we've mentioned Drew already and everything great that he did, but there was Oscar, Santos Escobar, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams have started to act around this, Damien Priest, Rob Breaker. WWE just totally ensured that if somebody was going to switch, it meant something, because we just kept on planting those seeds. This goes back to being patient again, and the fact that we don't need to just pull the trigger on everything after three weeks. Take your time. We're not going anywhere. I mean, as I've already stated, I think because of this, McIntyre is going to become a world champion. And when you do bring in somebody like Santos, I bet it's soon LA Knight versus him over one of the mid-card titles. And that is because ever since he did turn heel, Escobar was like, ha ha, I'm really good. And so when it comes to Oscar, she just kind of wanted to be friends with Kyrie Sane again. What we've done here is we've planted those seeds so that Bailey can become a baby face. And we're already seeing that happening on our TV screens. She hasn't been a good guy for years. That's going to be really fun. So many times stuff like this has just been done for the sake of doing it. But now we've got long-term planning. And ironically, long may this continue. Up. As does some of the short-term stuff, though. Because John Cena came back. My word, that was a good old time. It mostly tied into the actor's strike, which also saw The Rock make an appearance, which never happens. But let's just go through what Johnny Boy did. I mean, there was the awesome surprise at Money in the Bank. He put LA Knight over. He put Solo Sokoa over. He made sure that Roman Reigns felt like the biggest deal of all time. He teased the power of Rhea Ripley. So basically, Cena came back and he just injected as much positivity as he could. He also helped with ratings, merchandise, ticket sales, and he's now got to that level where we're all just like, oh, John Cena, we love you. So forget the past, he has become one of these legendary figures now. This may actually be his last proper run in WWE. If that is the case, it gets it up. It was so damn good. As does his heir apparent, Cody Rhodes. Now, seeing him as the company's top babyface has just been wonderful, and yes, sure, it would have been even better if we had coronated him at WrestleMania 39. But again, go through the subsequent months after that event. Did it really change anything? Nah. No, it did not. Because people still lose their mind as soon as his music hits, and you can just see it all coming together now. He, of course, has been chosen as the new Roman Reigns or the new John Cena, and it's working. He is a whiter-than-white babyface. And think about everything he did before this. Makes it for warm and fuzzy in my tub tub. I mean, it really is inspirational, if nothing else. And don't forget, he had that awesome program with Brock Lesnar. Some people still don't like it, which is more power to you. You're allowed to have your own thoughts. But I don't get that at all. He also did come out the other side as the victor. And nobody beats Brock, but Cody Rhodes did. Up. It's kind of random one too, but I do think it kind of bookended what was an interesting year for the women's division. But we go back to Survivor Series and that War Games match, man. I thought it kicked ass. Because damage control finally started to feel like a force. Becky Lynch was just on fire. Charlotte Flair was flying around all over the place. Oscar and Kyrie Sane are just absolutely wonderful. And we even used it to try and establish Shotzi. Now, I know she's not there yet. But this is the kind of opportunities you should be putting people in. Let them soar. Where'd they go? You also had EO Sky <laughs> doing that crazy dive off the top in a trash can. And it's so damn hard to try and get one of these over with the fans when the audience is sitting there going, well, I know I have another one of these coming later, so you better impress me. Well, they did that and then some. I just think that it has been pretty good that since around September time, I suppose Triple H started to go, you're right, we're not doing enough with the women. And ever since then, I could be wrong, but it feels this way. We've been building and building and building and building. That felt like it culminated at the November pay-per-view premium live event. So yeah, now let's move on to WrestleMania and get these big matches done. Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley. As far as I'm concerned, that can main event night one. 
up. And for some fun, now let's just throw some quick fire ups out there. Because Gunther is absolutely getting an up for not only saving the Intercontinental title, but going on one of the best runs since that belt has ever been existed. Like in 2024, he is so going to go after the World Championship, and I support it. Uh, Becky Lynch also deserves an up because she just grabbed the women's division and went, <laughs> I'm going to make all of you stars, or at least try. The Judgment Day for me is also going to get an up because they made Raw their own. And yeah, got a little bit wishy-washy in the middle, but I still think they're great. Also, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair from WrestleMania 39. Absolutely an up. In fact, so many matches deserve a shout out because we had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn taking on the Usos. Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. Mysterio family angle, that amazing intercontinental title match they just slapped each other. And I enjoyed Brock Lesnar versus Omos. It's getting up to. We would have to do the opposite way for the downs, though. And yes, given that we are talking about WrestleMania, Shane McMahon is down. I also think it's a down for Austin Theory's US title run as well. Nobody really remembers this now. Didn't really work. We also mentioned some of the NXT call-ups who did just magically vanish. You never want to do that. We need plans, so that gets a down. And really, when you do go throughout the year, WWE did rely on distraction finishes <laughs> way too much. Now I secretly love this because it's become a trope. But yeah, I get it. Down. Now look, of course, there's a bunch of ups and downs that I wasn't able to touch upon because that's just not how the YouTube game works. But it also is because there's a comment box down there. Make sure you go crazy. Let me know what I did miss so we can celebrate 2023 in WWE the right way. Also, please do like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Click the video that's on the screen right now to continue on your What Culture journey, which you can also do at whatculture.com. And follow us on social media, WhatCultureWWE and Simon Miller 316 But as we have reached the end of the year, a big thank you from me for supporting this over the last 12 months. How the hell have we got to 2024? Are we going to stop? No flubbing way, man. We never stop. We just keep on going. Like wrestling. See you soon. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. And all that jazz. Goodbye.